Blog Talk Radio. Subscriber 
please welcome back to the show my sexy wear witch, Queenie Todd. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. How has life been treating you? It's been pretty good in a lot of ways and, and crazy in others. <laughs> like super crazy. Yeah, like you, my car took- died. Like there's just all this weird shit that happened all at once. Some of it was bad, some of it was good. <laughs> but you're here and you're I not am. going anywhere. So No. So anyways. <laughs> so hold on your hold on to your butt just for a minute while I get back to my <laughs> other sexy witch. The one on the east coast in Clifton Forge, West Virginia. My partner in crime of sometimes an extra often find her at the local media convention of local shenanigans and it happens to be her 40th birthday happy birthday to my sexy porn witch Erin Marie you're on with sexy witches happy birthday to you happy birthday to you Hey, this weekend, Dee Snyder sang happy birthday to me, and that's all I needed, man. Oh, That's true. Dee Snyder did sing happy birthday. I was there. I heard him sing it. So, woohoo! Congratulations. <laughs> Made it a millstone. She's on a milestone. Kind of changed her life because it's 40. 40 changes your life. Okay. All right. We'll talk about birthday later. But this is, I just want to point out officially now, all the sexy witches, including Erin Kogan, who will be on the show later, have worked on their official birthdays on the sexy witches. Ooh. So we all, we've all taken one for the team at one point. You so, got to do that. I, I did, too. I did, too. I, I did an animation August with Bobby Easley on my birthday, I believe. We talked about stop animation, but, of course, so, you know. I'm sorry I missed that. Queenie, are you there? Yes. Yes. Yes, you're there. Okay, good. I'm I'm getting some interference. I can't tell if it's from you or if it's from Erin Marie. It might be from Erin Marie's phone. But it's probably me. I'm driving. <laughs> oh, okay. Stop driving okay. when I'm on a podcast. My God. Okay. I so, can't help it. Erin Marie. I'm going to go to Queenie then, anyways, because I was going to go first. And I'm going to have Queenie talk about Crypticon Seattle, the scene, the shenanigans, the official party, how the show went, queuing. Queuing's important. How is the queues? How are the crowds? All the reviews that every person wants to do. And talk about some of your LARPing, because spring LARPs are LARPing about, right? So, That's right. <laughs> That's right. About. I just came back so, to the LARP. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw the pictures. So the, the 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 sexy witch circle is yours. Dish dish okay. dish. Crypticon Seattle. Crypticon was amazing to start with. <laughs> I am just so thankful for the great great time that I had. You know, they already know that I've like gushed at them a whole bunch in different ways on social media, but yeah. I just, oh, it was such a good con. And I wish I could have done a lot more than I did because I was really sick that weekend and I was fighting it the whole time, you know. I'm like, no, I'm going to make it to the con. You know, it's like I'm climbing a mountain, right? Like, I'm just like, no, nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> I'm going to make it. 
climb that mountain to the bus, you know? But I got there on Friday, um, like around five-ish or so, and I checked out the vendor's area first because that's like the first thing I like to do when I go to a con, like to check out the main areas, you know, scope the crowds and things. And there wasn't a huge crowd on Friday. Saturday was the bigger day. But I would say it is kind of a a mid-sized con. I wouldn't say it's a large con, you know, because I've been to like um, Wizard World in Portland, that was a big con. <laughs> that was a terrible that, that, That's Wizard World. Big con. Now, yeah. yeah the I, would, I would say Crypticon and Days of the Dead and Scares the Cares and Mad Monster Party are all about the same in size. Monster Mania. Yeah, I think that I've been to them all. Right. I think yeah, I would say for things, people. Yeah. yeah, they're all about comparable. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's about that size. So, Friday was very a small crowd. I was looking for some of my friends from the YouTube community and for Michelle. So, I actually managed to come across Michelle first. I didn't see my friends yet. I saw them on Saturday. But, yeah, I got to hang out with Michelle. And we were shooting the shit. I spent a lot of time just kind of hanging out with her in her private room with, with a bunch of friends getting drunk and high and all that wonderful stuff you do, right? <laughs> you know. Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans, guys. Oh, I know where to find shenanigans because it finds me. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the form of Michelle. <laughs> She's my double trouble. <laughs> I love her so much. We have so much fun together. Anyway, so she's, like, you know, talking my ear off, telling me stories about things, about other, like, filmmakers in the area. She's like, you got to go to my show on Saturday night. And I'm like, okay, what's your show going to be? You know, it's going to be the horrors of the P&W. So it's like a collection of short films and whatnot, you know, all spooky and weird. A lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I, like, hang out there Friday night. And then, you know, I promised her that I would be there to go take her to the prom on Saturday. I didn't get to take her to the prom, guys. It's really tragic. <laughs> you know, I had such a lovely date for the prom, and I just, I, I blew it, man. Stupid body. Just like, my body was like, no, I can't dance. I just can't. I've been walking all day. You've been putting me through vendors' rooms and, like, panels and shit. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. But I did manage to get to some panels, because I did finally find my friends from YouTube, the Horror Addicts, which... I think we should Yay. have them on the show sometimes. You would love them, okay? They are amazing. I want like, them on the show. Uh, uh, yes. Podcasters are always welcome. You know that. Uh, if you hear me, Gory. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> you are welcome here. I'll let them know. I will. Because I think that they'd have a yeah, lot of fun no. on the show. Matter of fact, have, like, I've got two free... <laughs> we don't have any guests or topics for June, so if you want to plug them in. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, we'll, we'll I, I really, we'll I'm serious. June is a void <laughs> in my podcasting pan, uh, calendar right now. Well, maybe we can make it like a YouTuber show. You know, we could promote maybe, maybe more YouTubers. Maybe. Cool. Maybe. I got, <laughs> I got peeps that would love to be on the show. You got peeps. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I got some peeps. They're cool. <laughs> you hear me, guys? You're cool. So you went to their panel. Yes. I went to the Horror Addicts panel. They had, like, a couple panels. Um, I can't remember all of them. But one was, like, about So Bad It's Good movies. That was a really good one. <laughs> I learned a couple new movies that I didn't even know about. I was like, ooh, put them on the list. All right. <laughs> you know, my little secret list. <laughs> movies I want to torture myself with. <laughs> 
And, um, yeah, I went to um, Mr. Creepypasta's panel, and that was a really fun one because it was a family feud version of horror feud. (laughs) Nice. It was so good. I I watched Corey kick ass (laughs) because she was on it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Trying to think. I actually did go and sit and listen to Barbara Crampton talk at one point, Q&A sort of thing. Yeah, it was really cool. Because she was there and Jeffrey Combs was there. There's a lot of really cool people there. But there was like a reanimator reunion happening. It was so good. And uh, I didn't really go and get any like pictures signed or whatnot. I have Jeffrey Combs' signature somewhere. I could have gotten my thing signed and have Barbara Crampton on it. But I didn't think of it at the time. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was too busy just having fun with like my friends in the vendors hall and, you know, my, my YouTube friends and Shell and the other film people, you know, like those are my people, right? I just kind of bounce between the groups because they're all my kind of groups. Like I, I know tons of people in the vendors hall because I've vended before. And this year there was amazing shit in the vendors hall. Like there was this guy who did, he specialized in werewolves and beasts. I was like, this is for me. <laughs> you know, it was like Christmas, right? I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and I bought a shirt from him. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, there was just some amazing crafts in the dealer's room. People who are really crafty, really creative. You know, they, they spend so much hours and time to make these things for you. And they're, they're always really fucking neat, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, what else can I say? There was amazing costumes roaming the halls. Uh, I saw a well, demoness who was like twice two of me stacked up high. Like... <laughs> Maybe three of me. Like she, she was an Amazon goddess. <laughs> she was so big. <laughs> but she was goddamn beautiful. And I stood next to her, and I just I looked I looked like a baby. <laughs> I was like Chucky. Like I'm just like. <laughs> Crypticon is known for its cosplay. It's actually a pretty serious cosplay co- um, convention. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like, the costumes are all fucking top-notch. You can tell these people have been spending years of money and time and, you know, just to make these things. They put a lot of work into it. And there's the hearse. They have, like, um, all these hearses that line up. You know, there's, like, a mini convention within the convention, basically, for people who love, like, horror hearses. And and you get to see all these really fucking cool hearses that I wish were mine. (laughs) You know? I walk around and I see these purses just lined up outside and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> this is so cool. I love this convention. Have I said that yet? <laughs> and um, so uh, what was your uh, overall, what was the one thing you brought back from Crypticon this year? I uh, I think the thing I brought back from Crypticon this year was Friendships, you know, I got to really solidify some friendships, you know, me and Michelle are buddies now, you know, (laughs) she's awesome. Like she looked out for me. (laughs) I'm like, oh, thanks. (laughs) But yeah, and like the core addicts, I got to actually hang out with them, realize that, yeah, even in person, they're cool, you know, (laughs) not that I didn't think they were. But yeah, um, a lot of those people people are cool. Yeah. Like, I met well, Almost Sideways, who also has a channel, and he's pretty fun. He's a really sweet guy. And uh, Mr. Creepypasta, like I said. Oh, I met Death, 
he also has a channel and he is on Twitter a lot. <laughs> hey, Des, how's it going? Yeah, well, you know, Des needs a voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just, I felt like it was more about like connecting with my friends this time. For me, I made it a personal thing, I guess. You know, like I wanted to be like on the down low and the personal level of Crypticon and feel the heartbeat, you know, watching people and the way they dress and the way they talk and how happy they are. Just being in that energy, you know, I walked through the dealer's room just so I could be around people for a while, you know, just checking out their stuff, <laughs> asking them questions. That's I, why my I favorite like thing con, is to know? staring at people's T-shirts. Yes. That's my favorite. See what like they say or what kind of creatures are on there. You're like, oh, neat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, convention shirts are the best part of it. You know, it really is. You know, like you know, especially if it's something subtle, like Delos Corporation or something, or you know, or or what, or uh, Aaron Marie's uh, uh, the 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 dragon from uh, Galavant. Her her shirt's subtle, and only people know it would yeah. know it. You know, things like that. So. Um, it's great. Well, it's like you, you, are, you do the shirt thing or you do the cosplay thing, right? Or you, or you just dress up, you know? Like horror cons, I, you can just do kind of like a variation of that, right? Like you don't have to have the extreme, you know? I, I, I should talk about it more when, when uh, Aaron Marie's on, but I saw a burlesque show at Days of the Dead, and they Ooh, did Now, when did gender- you see that? <laughs> oh, it was on Friday. <laughs> they slowly got up. Um, Friday, no, last night on the blue track, uh, Sin and Salvation, there was a rockabilly shock rock group a- in between sermons and a burlesque show. And one of the girls dressed up as uh, gender bedded Herbert West. And you know, I approve. <laughs> you probably love yeah. that. Uh, yeah, oh, I would yeah. have. Damn them for scheduling <laughs> Madison's graduation so late I, in the day. I think we had a bit of a uh, well, show, too. I just, I wasn't there for that, you know? I missed that cool shit. God damn it. <laughs> you know, there's shit in the morning, too, yeah, I missed. You, like, there were panties. I was like, fuck! You know, but they probably had amazing things like, um, you know, iron artist panels, you know, where you just kind of challenge each other to an art duel. <laughs> Things like that. I love super art. We have super art fight here at Awesome Con, you know, where everyone gets it. Yeah. Ready, set, go. Paint, 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 paint. And they made creatures and things, which was cool. Yeah, so I cool. loved it because it was just like so, so horror and gothic. At Days of the Dead, they had the makeup wars where they had a few people on stage uh, competing in some homemade makeup art, which was pretty cool. They had effects here. I know they had an effects uh, thing because I was watching one of my friends get ready for one of the costumes. She was doing like this kind of undead nurse thing, but it was like a pop art style. It was really cool. Well, um, speaking of, let's continue with costumes. Talk about your LARPing because you, since the Crypticon, you've also gone to a LARP and you're in full gear at this point. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, I did. It was so good. I had, I had a really good moment this event. It wasn't like my favorite event, but it was def- There was definitely a moment that will live on forever <laughs> in the memories of time. So 
I, you know, I haven't LARPed in a while, so I had a lot of pent up uh, <laughs> stuff to express. So, and my character, she's an Oathsworn, so she's kind of a cross between Norse, and she calls herself a shield mate. So she's basically married to battle. That's what she does. That's who she is. It's like defines a big part of her. Um, but she's also old, right? So that's my way of kind of covering up my chronic illness. <laughs> you know, instead of being like. Oh, my fucking illness is causing me this. I can just be like, I feel old right now. I'm going to sit out. <laughs> you know? Because I'm sneaky. Sneaky. <laughs> but, um, so at this event, there's a war that's being stirred up. Okay? And we're basically either in the starting of it or, like, you know, we're in the thick of it. And I had a moment on the battlefield that was just pure brilliance. <laughs> you know, one of those moments you want to have when you're making a character's epic story come to life, right? So I'm on the battlefield, and I'm pretty much one of the biggest characters there with the, with the crew I'm running with. So I'm with a bunch of people called Lobies because their characters are lower scored, right? Um, I'm on the mid side, so I'm a little higher than them but I was asked to stay with them because the others needed to go somewhere else. And it would have actually been more complicated for me personally. So I was like, okay, I will help the Lobi. So I'm this, I'm this monster with them. Okay. <laughs> Can you just picture this? Like this barbarian woman, all right. Wild white hair and dread, you know, screaming in battle. Cause she's just in the lust of it. Right. Like battle is everything to her. So she's happy as shit right now. And she's fighting, and she's fighting, and she's fighting. But then I have a moment for real where I can't catch my breath. So I have to call a hold. So I'm just like, hold, because I just fucking can't breathe. And so I take a moment. I had some water. Everyone was okay. And then I was like, all right, okay, I can do this. And I was ready for battle again. (laughs) And this is the beauty of LARP where you can just kind of like pause a scene. (laughs) In real life, wouldn't you love that? Like a pause button? <laughs> I would. I would love that shit. Okay, pause. I'm going to deal with this later. <laughs> so, so, I'm back there and I'm fighting. And I, I take out everything and I close the portal. And I basically have that moment where I win. I just fucking won. I won the fight. <laughs> you know? I'm the winner. <laughs> and that never happens to me, ever. I'm never usually the big, awesome, you know, badass in the corner. Like, I had this moment where I got to be the badass despite everything, despite not being able to breathe. (laughs) I still kicked ass in one. So that's my story. (laughs) So when uh, when do you get to uh, gear up and go fight the good fight again? Yep. They're, we're we're moving the battle to deeper into the enemy territory, so it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Okay. I'm going off be good. to keep one of my oaths. Yeah, I, like I have, my character's very oath bound. Like she's because she's Viking, you know. You know how they, you know, heathens believe in, in their oaths and how important they are, right? Like that's what she does. She is like that, and so she has to go keep, keep her oath, and then she's gonna come back and fight the Valentians and kick some ass. <laughs> Be a badass. It's so good. I love it that I can be a badass in, you know, in one world when, in like, in another world, I'm not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's fun. 
So that's my LARP story. Well, that's your LARP story. And you win, dun da da, or or you will. It was more not really a win. It's more of a turning point, right? Yeah, like that's growth for my character. You know, like my character can be more confident now. You know, she doesn't have to like. Yeah. You 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 are now officially Linda Hamilton. Pretty much, yeah. Like at the table we were eating together, they're like, she could have took the fucking whole battlefield down. Like we didn't even have to be there. She was fine. I'm like, that is not true. They're like, no, you were scary. (laughs) Oops. I was trying to help. Well, well, I'm glad that um, Seattle has been treating you a little better. It seems to go up and down. But this year sounds like it's looking up. Yeah. Yeah, things are doing better this year. I mean, in some ways. <laughs> in other ways. But I think that was just last week. Last week was a hell week. Well, we get a long spring's rest, I guess. No, winter's nap. Things nap. I don't know what to do. Well, we're going to take a break anyways. <laughs> We, we've got through the sweet yeah. month. May is over. Woo! We're, we're alive and we all survived. So thank you, we Queenie, for your time. Uh, plug your shit, and then you got to get onwards. Okay. Um, tonight I'm doing a stream. Um, it's basically like me and Steven are going to see who can roast each other the best. So if you want to cast your vote, please join us in the green room. Um, very soon. And, um, I also, uh, I don't know. I'm forgetting something, aren't I? Um, we'll just call it good for now. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Well, you, you also Sorry. have hit 400. So you are no longer yeah. a, uh, below 30 hits a month person. You are now got 400 subscribers. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for my little channel and how far it's come. Yeah, no. I am so grateful. Thank you, everybody. Tell YouTube and their demonetizing asses to stuff it. That's right. You hear that, YouTube? Stuff it. Yep, stuff it. Get stuffed. Stuff (laughs) it. That's right. (laughs) All right, well, you go (laughs) take your hour off and and get ready for your stream. We can take it from here. I'm going to play a little ad. I'm going to play my re. So you have a good evening. Thank you, Queenie, for coming on the show. Um, Love y'all. Just so you know, I don't know when the next episode is going to be, but it'll either be the 5th or the 12th of June, so somewhere in there. Okay. Okay. And we can talk talk about bringing peoples on one of those days. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right? Okay. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. All right. Good night. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Happy birthday, darling. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So as one sexy witch leaves, another sexy witch arrives. Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, LA correspondent Erin Kogan. How you doing, cuz? Pretty good. How y'all doing tonight? 
Uh, we're just chilling, recovering through some con cred, but we're doing actually pretty good considering how many events I've had in the last month. So we're, <laughs> we're doing all right. You've been a busy little beaver. Oh, my God. Have I been busy? And that's not even counting my day job, which, by the way, slammed my ass today. And on top of everything else, it was the frigging, you got the Capitals actually going all the way to Game 7. Oh, my God. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a lot of shit going down. It's full of drama. Uh, so, I really, uh, really hate the Las Vegas Golden Showers. I mean nights. I mean Golden Nights. So your capitals <laughs> better you. fucking take them. Oh, well, we still, so have a, we still have a game against Tampa, but if – but we've outplayed them two games in a row, even though we lost one of those games. And if we, but if we play again like we played last night and just beat mm-hmm. the shit out of them and then score goals, we'll totally have this. But right I, you know what though? Once again, I'm not actually that upset if we lose because we beat the Penguins, and that's all that matters. <laughs> it's really right serious. Fuck the Penguins. I even like the Penguins more than I like the Fires, but no, fuck them. we got to beat their asses. Yay! Woo! <laughs> so, so, Aaron Kogan, thank you for coming on and taking, because Queenie had to book out, so you can take yeah. over for, and, and listen to our, our our shenanigans and our tales of, of adventures. And you can also Multiple bring some of your... And if, yeah, and then, uh, and, and if you have any news of yourself you want to interject occasionally, please do so. It's a good time because I'm going to bring on my recap. This is the head haunters recap of the press pass that I had at Texas Frightmare Weekend. It's the beginning of May. I was invited by that by Texas Frightmare to go on a press pass to cover the show. And I did. I bought so cool. a ticket, Spirit, Spirit Air ticket. And one little bag that I crammed that shit out of, couldn't bring, had to choose between my, I, I brought my NECA doll. I had a choice between bringing my 8-bit NECA doll and getting the last signature I needed from it, which was Ted White, who's getting up there in age. So I was like, I don't really want to miss him. Uh, mm. you know? So um, I had to choose between that and pants, and I had to buy an extra shirt while I was there. <laughs> So I actually wore like I had I, I chose the doll over pants because priorities and uh, took the doll <laughs> and took my my convention bag um, and went to Texas and Dallas. Uh, first, I want to say best host hotel hotel rooms I've ever been to. Wow! But right there, rooms were on their own level. I was not in the main host hotel, but the satellite hotels had a shuttle that ran around to the satellite hotels and I had a room there and it was nice, like nice, super nice. And it wasn't any more expensive than any other hotel room I get on a convention circuit. Um, Wow. (laughs) You know, I was very impressed. Mm. It was a nice TV and it had, it was just like, it was just way nicer than I was expecting. So that was kind of a pleasant surprise. Even though the airport, oh my God, getting, finding your way around the Dallas airport is probably what it's like to live in Tartarus, where you're trapped to the wheel of infinity and you're going around in circles over and over again. I got on the wrong shuttle three times. Oh. Uh, I was I completely turned around. That part of it totally sucked. 
because I, hmm. I, it took me two hours to go three miles from the airport to the host hotel because I kept getting on wrong buses or getting turned around. It was bad that way. But I don't blame the convention for that. I blame partly my idiocy, idiocracy and the utter confusion of the of the airport. Like, the airport streets are just, I don't know who came up with those things. Not well laid <laughs> I, I thought... I thought Jersey jug handles were insane. No, this has it be. Uh, I, mm. uh, so I, it's, everything's bigger in Texas. Well, apparently so is their tourist. I mean, their, their roads trap. Oh, my God. Anyway, but I finally get to the host hotel, and I go, and I find out where Will Call is. I go down the stairs, and there's the will call and to the left is Mr. Billy Pond who's come on the show. He was on the Texas Friday yeah. show. And, and so he was talking with some nicely dressed, really cool looking lady. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to say he's probably business contact. Cause it looks very business like but friendship business. You know what I'm saying? So I was looking at, I was like, look at this stuff. And he goes, Oh, hi. He sees me and he gives me a hug, everything introduces me to her. Her name is Tamala. And she's representative of the actor Billy Blair. And and he goes, oh, by the way, she's good. Ex- Billy Pond says to Tamala, um, referring to me, oh, she's good exposure. It would be a good interview. And by I wasn't even there 15 <laughs> minutes, and I scored an interview for 2 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. Nice. Yeah, and what was even awesome about it is that, you know, I had the schedule that I was doing. It fit into the schedule. I didn't lose any coverage of the show itself. I was like, woo, it actually fits in. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of cool. So I was, I was like, wow, I, I was really <laughs> flattered and thank you. So I have a small 15-minute interview with Billy Blair, the actor. He just came off of, um, get this, uh, Robert Rodriguez's new movie, uh, uh, Alita Battle Angel. He was just on that movie. Right on. Um, yeah, so uh, so he and he was promoting his own Sasquatch movie, Cherry Key Creek. So I have a small interview, and I'll drop it into a June episode uh, with Very him because cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so that was like you know beginning of Friday. Uh, this wasn't even like this was only like two in the afternoon. The show hadn't even started yet. So I go up to the bar. Actually, before I even do that, someone comes down the stairs, and I look, and I see, and it's like, I know that guy. Turns out it was <laughs> Michael Kratz, a friend of myself and Aaron Marie's. <laughs> and um, he coming down the stairs. He lives in, like, he lives here in D.C., right? Oh, okay. And I was like, hi! <laughs> we bumped into each other. So immediately I bump wow. into somebody else, right? And so we go up to the bar, and I bump into somebody else. Next thing I know, I am surrounded by people I know, like, I knew more people at Texas Frightmares than I did at Days of the Dead Charlotte. And I knew a lot of people at Days of the Dead Charlotte. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's the way it happens. When you're in the convention circle, especially the horror convention circle, you all end up at the same shows all the time. Hmm. You're guaranteed to know somebody. But this was not just vendors. Often there's overlap with vendors. Like, matter of fact, Brandon Upson from Vinegar Sejim, who I adore, as you know, I love those guys. Um, he he had a booth at both Texas Frightmares and at Days of Dead Charlotte. So we we hung out for two 
cons. So that does happen. You are right. But I wasn't expecting to see guests, like random guests, and bump into people I knew. Like, I was like, I didn't know you were coming to this, and I didn't know you were coming to this. You know, it was really awesome. I've told you this. The very first Walker Stalker I went to in Atlanta, I was talking with a woman in line. And she said, do you have really long hair? And I said, yes, because at the time I did. I just kept it up in like a little hair clip. And she was like, oh, my God, we stood together in Robert England's line in Indianapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up with the same woman twice, once in Georgia and once in Indiana. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, It's really strange how small it is. My uh, our mutual friend Angela was here was at the show, right? Um, one of my madness contestants, Allie uh, Tharpa, was there with her her contingency, and so I had delivered her the poster she won during our circus fear of clowns year, uh, our colophobia year. Uh, but even better, I got Billy Pond to sign it for her. So it's signed by Papa Corn and there's a picture of them with the, with the silicone baby wrapped around her neck and everything. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's a really awesome picture. And so that was like the one time I will say um, the one thing that was amazing about Texas Frightmares that I, and this is not even counting monster mania and what happened this year with the crowds there i have never seen so many people in one place for a horror convention before there were a lot of people there oh my god there were like thirteen thousand the first night on friday thirteen thousand wow. friday which is you know friday is nothing usually there was over yeah. twenty thousand people on that saturday and for the most part though the queuing was great um, the, 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 the guest lines were never super outrageous. Uh, there, the, the, the Texas room was the only room that got crowded. There was like a quote, quote, locals only with some celebrities in there, but guess what the longest line was? It wasn't for the celebrities in there, even though there were some really good celebrities in there. It was for the Mondo posters. Mondo, Mondo. Oh, yeah. The line for Mondo was long and, and that shit flipped. As soon as it got bought, it got put on eBay for hundreds of dollars. I mean, people were buying them, were getting these pre-things and buying like four or five at once and and then putting them up for sale, which is an issue in some ways. At the same time, there was a lot of people that were getting posters. Uh, Clive Barker was in his own room. I didn't get to see Clive Barker. Angela got to see um, it. Our mutual friend got there, and she bought an actual original oil painting by Clive Barker, which was pretty spectacular. Yeah, and uh, I will try to post a picture of that on the Sexy Witches. So that was pretty, very impressive. Um, I only got two signatures myself from the the show. I got, (laughs) and it's random ones, Catherine Hicks, who is the star of Child's Play and uh, the Star Trek IV Voyage Home. Right. The whale one. You know, I love her, so, and I had a wonderful conversation about how that was really Monterey Bay, and how only a person like me would know that wasn't really Sausalito, <laughs> and we talked about Bert, and we talked about birding. I even got to talk about, get this, Erin Marie, Catherine Hicks knows about the truth in bird Christ. Really? Yes! <laughs> Our fictional god, we have a fictional deity here at the, at the house, because of all the birds, it's called Bird Christ. 
And so uh, and there's like this whole mythos that goes with Bird Christ. I and mean, hockey's involved, believe it or not. Uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, so Catherine Hicks knows about Bird Christ. It was a wonderful conversation. I love talking with Catherine Hicks. It was great. Um, I did get a picture with Don Cossarelli. Uh, not Don Cossarelli. I'm sorry. Don Mancini. Ooh, wrong director. Don Mancini, the director of Child's Play, because the man is like eight feet tall to me. He's like, he towers over me. And and then Phil Fondacaro, I got a signature. Um, if you don't know who Phil Fondacaro's name is, you definitely know him by sight. He played um, Willow. Uh, not He's in Willow, and not the Willow. That's Warwick Davis. But he played the warrior in Willow. And he also played the troll in Troll. He was an Ewok. I mean, I can go on to what Phil Fondacaro Was he the evil he's general a- with an eye patch in Willow? No, he's the he's the only one of the of the small people that stays with what with Willow when they go to give the baby away. Remember how all of them run off but one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that okay, actually takes cool. the boar out in the village. Yeah, he. I love Phil Fondacaro. He's awesome. I got a picture of him as Malcolm from Troll and had him sign it because I, I wanted a picture of what he actually looked like. And I went to his panel, too, and his panel was wonderful. He was in Ghoulies. I mean, it was amazing what this guy has been in. I mean, it, it was incredible. Uh, and uh, all of that stuff was pretty fucking cool. So the panels and stuff are all great. Uh, but before I get into the panels themselves, and uh, let me bring a caller on. Erin Marie, I think this is for you. Yeah. Hello, you're Hello, sir. You are on with the sexy witches. Hello, ladies. It's Token Tom. Hello. Oh, is, is Hello. it really Aaron's birthday? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Number uh, 40. Yep. Oh, really? Where ha- where's your voice? Uh, you still have it found middle it? age. It's been gone for a month. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, Liz, you've been a freaking headless chicken the past couple of weeks going to all these conventions. Oh, yeah, I need to take a nap. That's for darn sure. But, you know, I can't really complain in the sense that, you know, I, 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 ne- I didn't expect it to be so easy to get. I shouldn't say easy because it isn't easy, but it was easy to get a, a pass for Texas Frightmares. Because I wrote to them and they were cool with it and they gave me one. There wasn't a lot of press there. There was a few, but um, one of them was get this. Her name was Jessica D'Alba, and I met her on the friggin' shuttle, right? And I'm gonna have her on the show at some point. Her and her mom were awesome. Turns out they live about a mile from where I grew up in San Pablo, California. Wow. And it's. Yeah, I mean, like, small friggin' world. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I knew so many people or or was associated. It's like, you know, three, my, my friend Kat used to say, if you know three people, you know the world. I, especially true in the horror convention circuit. Oh, my God. Um, so, well, gosh, when, so, we were at, um, when we were at the Brian Keene Telethon, you knew a lot of the people in the room. A lot of them, a couple of them you actually had met at a previous convention. Well, I've met most of them at the previous convention. Uh, Catherine Marshall and I met Scares at Cares. Lynn Hansen, of course, was on my panel at Days of Dead Atlanta, and I met her husband, novelist uh, Jeff Strand, at that festival as well. Uh, Even though I believe Jeff had done Scares at Cares, I had not met him. 
uh, before. Right. Brian Keene and I only met once, and it was bonding over the heat in the podcasting room. So we actually really <laughs> haven't had a long conversation uh, other than it was hot in the podcasting room. <laughs> and it was hot. It was. In the podcasting room. Oh, my God. Was it hot? Uh, yeah, I felt, so, I felt, yeah, I felt uh, like we were slaves. Um, being sent to the uh, the hot box because we did something oh, wrong. I, I, I felt <laughs> the same way. I felt like we were being punished for being podcasters in some way, and I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> and I hope that I hope that I hope that changes this year. So yeah, yeah. So they put us on the first floor this year. To, do you have something to say to Erin about her birthday for her birthday? Well, just happy birthday. Thank you. Well, you used to be 40, Tom. Do you remember? Yeah, I used to be 40. Yeah. Thanks for reminding <laughs> me that I'm not 40 anymore, Liz. Appreciate <laughs> well, it. neither am I. Lucky I'm a guy, not a girl. If you did that to a woman, she'd be like crying. But, but Aaron, you are not a your age now. Yes, I am. And I, the way I see it, I have earned every single one of my years the hard way, and I am super proud of them. There is nothing <laughs> to be ashamed of when it comes to age. No, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be at all. You shouldn't be at all. Uh, no, I'm I happy. I actually got gleeful when I found my first gray hairs. I got them like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, my God, I have my first gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've had gray hair since I was 16, and I know, Aaron Kogan, you've had gray hair since birth practically. Gray hairs in the beard, uh, and now they're starting yeah. to show up elsewhere. Hooray! Ha 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 ha! So, oh man, we're all sorry. I've had gray hair since I was sixteen, so it, it, to me, it's just going to be. It'll just my whole my whole head will go gray someday. Whatever. Hey, if uh, any of you guys get a chance uh, to catch out, uh, check out Ghost on the new tour uh, for Prequel, please do so. Aaron, uh, you, I think you you kind of. Or in the shitter on this one because uh, they started the tour out in California earlier this month, so they've already done uh, Oakland and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I got to see them last week in uh, in Syracuse, and let me tell you, incredible show. Uh, no opening act. They they play like a regular orchestra with a intermission. Hmm. A heavy metal band had a fucking intermission, guys. Hmm. Yeah. Um, wardrobe changes like Madonna. I kid you not for uh, Cardinal Copia. Uh, but it was awesome, incredible. Uh, they even did an acoustic set during it too. So if you get a chance to go check them out on this tour, absolutely, they're taking over the world. <laughs> Ghost was very. I saw a lot of people wearing ghost shirts at Days of the Dead Charlotte. There was people wearing them everywhere because I believe they had a well, Atlanta show. Um, yeah. so people were wearing their shirt. Um, so, um, yeah. And, um, casket creatures, Ryan Cadaver said on your show, Tommy, the Necrocasticon yes. that he would love to open for ghosts and they would be an excellent compliment to ghosts. I think if they Absolutely. Did play would together, be. cause, uh, cause you know, a uh, ghost is, is very over the top and, and casket creatures is a kind of happy punk. You know, it's all in it's all in major yes. keys and very upbeat metal, uh, but there's a lot of blood and, and goth imagery on top of it. You know, it, it would totally go. 
it would go just fine. So, uh, you know, I went to, I took my husband actually to see the uh, casket creatures at Days of the Dead Charlotte. So that was pretty fun. And Elzig, Elzig was great this year. Um, Elzig is, uh, he's an impersonal, Elvis, he doesn't call himself impersonator. He calls himself a professional, an Elvis Danzig professional. So he does uh, metal tunes as Elvis and Elvis (laughs) tunes as Danzig. Uh, and you know, and he'll sing other, you know, he'll, he'll do other, he'll bleed into <laughs> other things like Metallica. And uh, Elvig was great, that he was on point, and his costume is badass. Okay, so it's a black, um, it's it's the black, it's a it's a black uh, uh, Elvis jumpsuit, right, with the with the cape, <laughs> but the cape is bat wings. Okay, huh. so it opens up, it has bat scalloping. And the the Danzig skull is is studded onto the front, and it's in leather. And his hair is up against his face, like tight, not like Elvis, but like more like and it has one single string that runs down the front of his face, like a goth kid. And I'll, I'll try to find pictures. Today is National Goth Day, isn't it? It is. That's why Elzig would be an awesome thing to listen to during National Goth Day. Um, Sorry, it was so depressing uh, and raining here today. You know, that was actually really, like, I noticed about Texas Frightmares. Even though there was... Wow, I just heard a spirit. (laughs) I know, that's what I said. I was, like, scared. But I want to say about not a lot of people dressed in cosplay. There was a decent amount of cosplay. I saw an amazing Death Note, Rue from Death Note. We're on stilts and his wings opened and it was just astonishing. But what I noticed a lot, a lot of people were going more dress up, goth dress up, like they're dressing goth or they have a bloody dress and or they're gender bending ash. I saw a lot of gender bending of ash at both shows I went to recently um, and a lot of gender bending of Freddie, things like that. It wasn't really like hardcore cosplay as much as you usually see, not like what you'd see at Crypticon Seattle. But I did enjoy it. Um, in Texas, Frightmare doesn't have a costume contest or a makeup contest. So it's different. But they have the panels. And their Sunday panels are better than their Sunday, Saturday panels. I saw on Saturday it was great because I saw the Chucky reunion. But the kids from it were Sunday morning. The kids, the, including Jordan. Wow. Go on the, go on the Texas Frightmare's website and watch the panel for it with the kids and Georgie and just laugh and laugh and cry and laugh and laugh. <laughs> and laugh. Georgie, my, he's so reminded me of my daughter. He's nine. My daughter's turning nine this year. And he's just go roll. Is just trying to answer wow. these questions. He's never been to a convention before. It was so funny. Oh my God. So look that shit up. It was great. Um, and then afterwards, Ron Perlman followed up with them and Ron Perlman called me an Indian giver. And I take that with a compliment. Because <laughs> um, it's Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman yells at you, you probably deserve it for some reason. And I did, sort of, kind of, uh, but not really. I was trying to do a good deed, goddammit. Anyway, um, <laughs> Matthew Willard did his own panel Q&A. He didn't even need a moderator. Uh, everyone says Matthew Willard is great on the Festival Surf Gate. Um, he is absolutely what everyone says. I watched him work and he is a badass like Matthew Lillard was impressive like I would say the two best guests of all the cons I saw working with the guests was Matthew Lillard 
at Texas Frightmares, and then D. Snyder at Days of the Dead Charlotte. And Aaron can attest to oh, that cool. in a few minutes, like how cool so, D. Um, Snyder was to his guests. Go ahead. I'm going to bow out. Say yeah. goodbye to you guys. All right. It's a pleasure uh, joining your, you. Happy birthday sh- again, Miss Aaron. Plug your shit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank plug you. My, plug my shit. Oh, uh, God. That's, that's filthy. Um, <laughs> Necrocasticon. Not like you, Check it out over you at That's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Check out the Necrocasticon so. over at Project Entertainment Network. Uh, this week we. Uh, have coverage of the Brian Keene telethon uh, where Liz and I uh, chit chat about that while we are there. And uh, we also got to talk to Eddie and Jose from discipline theory. And we play that interview this week. And I also talked to Jim Hickox, uh, director of the movie soft matter, which is uh, kind of a mock bluster copy uh, of uh, ship of water. Hey, so, Tommy, pretty- have we decided what hey. we're going to do for repo nerds yet? Repo nerds, repo nerds, repo nerds. I don't know. I, I, let me ask Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. I think that somebody it's, has to challenge both of us. I think both Liz and Tom have to have our nerd cards pulled on something. I, I challenge him, and he he's either <laughs> seen it or he says no, and and I can't get him it's to not that I the radio. Say no, head. it's just like you're trying to get me to watch musicals, it's and torture. I watch musicals. I watch torture. musicals. <laughs> No, it's not. Music aren't tortured to me. That's the problem. I grew up on them. I'm 50. <laughs> I come from a time period when we didn't have cable, and you had to watch what I'm mom trying, watched. Yeah, mom watched think. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Guess what you watched? Oh. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> so, Aaron, what do you think? that What, what is something that we should watch or, or, or partake in or listen to? What? God, I know you guys. You guys have definitely seen like Soylent Green and Logan's Run and things like that. Those are brilliant. I fucking love. I, I saw Logan's Run in the theater's first run. Oh, <laughs> so jealous. I love that movie. I need a blue ray player. You know, I have um, it. Amazon but I accidentally Prime. ordered it on Blu-ray, and I don't have a Blu-ray player. Uh, I mean, I to jump in. it's uh, really not my turn, but at some point I do have to binge the Saw movies for Repo Nerds. But oh, no, you don't. I'm not doing no, that yet. No, you don't. Uh, no. Okay, well, hey, you don't I have, don't to. have to. Good. Just watch the Yay. first one, you're good. I've seen the first one. Oh, it's one. better to watch them all in one sitting. They no. make a lot of sense. They all say that. Everyone says that. Everyone says that. Everyone. Oh, my God. Everyone says so that. Oh, good it was so good if you binge it together. Yeah, it's one no, huge anyway, story. It's not just... well, anyway, so we'll so have some point in will... It is actually just my turn on Repo Nerds. It really yeah, is, it is my your turn. turn. And at some point in June, we will do an episode of Repo Nerds where I've pulled his key like card and you he guys has to cover something. Theory. A what? I feel like giving you, like assigning you guys a TV show. I got a TV show well, once. But like Gotham. Firefly. Oh, I love Gotham. I watch I Gotham. Fucking love Gotham. No, I've seen Gotham. Really seen no, there yeah, is a few. No, I'm doing re. I, I am doing research for the madness right now, and there are a few anthology shows that I need to catch up with that I haven't seen. Uh, Tales from the Dark like Side. Like American Horror Story. Is actually one of those. 
Oh, no, I'd rather watch Tales from the Dark Side. But oh, <laughs> I've seen most American Horror Story. Have you seen but, the uh, Friday yes. the 13th TV show from back in the day? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. I love that show. That house. was one of my favorite fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Brad Dorf was not in one, but two episodes. That's how much I love that show. I know about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have signed you both crazy ex-girlfriends so that you have an excuse to finish well, it up. Well, you know, Aaron Cogan and I, because they haven't sold out yet, uh, one of the things yeah. that's happening in San Diego is they're doing, uh, they're, they're, they announced the panel. There's going to be a panel at the show. Uh, but there God is going it. to be, there's going to be a, she's going to perform live uh, yeah. at Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Kind of like uh, they did with uh, MST3K. Is it okay to say thing. that I hate you both a little right now? <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. I know. <laughs> and we'll settle on what it's going to be this week, Liz. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. So much love to you, Token, Tom, and listen to Necrocasticon. It drops on every Monday at 6 p.m., and yep. all his other buds on the Project Entertainment Network. So and if you and the want Scott. to listen to the Walter and Scott and the Brian Keene Telethon, you can YouTube, you can stream live on YouTube, and I think it's going to their Patreon accounts. Um, and uh, we raised $21,500 for the charity. So snaps Ooh. to that. Yeah. Yeah, so was badass. So thank well, you, Well, they, they, they evened it out to 22000 even. 22 even. Right on. Yep. And that money nice. doesn't go into the charity directly. It actually funnels directly to the families of interest. So three yes, very specific families get that money. So congratulations. Yes. It gives them, not only does it give them some money to pay bills, but it also gives them a vacation. And believe me, when you have a kid with special needs, as one of these families does, a vacation is something you need. So we, we like that. Scares and Cares Convention is, is, a, is a small little respite for some of these guys in the middle of their fights. So congratulations, yeah. Tommy and Brian Kane and all the people in Project Entertainment Network and all the authors who did all that. And uh, we'll talk to you later, Tommy. Later. Bye. Much love. So. That was Tommy. Oh, no, my phone goes dead. When Tommy hangs up, my whole computer went dead. That was hysterical. But I'm back. So, so anyway, let me talk real quick and sum up Texas Frightmares. i got a couple more minutes, and then we'll shift directly to Days of the Dead Charlotte for, with uh, Aaron Murray here. Uh, I would say as a run show, it was one of the best run shows, professionally run shows I've ever done. So when it came to the professional show itself, like how the vendors were set up, how the panels were were were, were organized, the rooms, best best screening room I've been to at one of these things, beautiful screening room. The only thing I think was some of the queuing was an issue, like in the smaller panel room, they wouldn't let us clear out before the other group of people were coming in for the next panel. So we sometimes would go, Christ, and everyone's trying to get in and out. That doesn't work. They should have cleared the rooms out first, but it was because the line in the hallway was kind of blocking, you know, there was some cues with the hallway. But anyway, that was the only complaint. That's where the uh, extra the doors would have come in handy if they had just opened the other doors. Yeah, yeah it, 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 but it worked out. Uh, you know, that was my only complaint, that it got really crowded in the Texas room for a while. I couldn't even get in on Saturday. I gave up. 
at one point trying to get back in there so I could go see Billy and unearth films. I didn't even get to talk to Stephen Barrow. He was there. And, uh, he was? I didn't get to talk to him. No. Huh? I would have said, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all right. We came on the you know, uh, but um, but I still got to see that few people, and I met a bunch of people, and us locals from Maryland that all found each other. Watched we watched the hockey game together. That was awesome. We won too. That was even more awesome. And um, the the VIP parties were actually pretty good for the official events. They had one that was Camp Crystal Lake. Um, VIPs got them for free. It was an extra fee for us. We wanted to go in, and it was themed like the Camp Crystal Lake and had a beautiful sign. It was really fun. And I would say the karaoke, Aaron, I know how much you love the karaoke at, uh, at Scares at Cares. I think they need to step up their game because I just saw the best karaoke event I've seen mm-hmm. at. It, it, it wasn't like there was any celebrities or anything like that, but it was like a friggin' rock concert. People were just flipping out it was a crazy time crazy time so so i give i give a lot of snaps to to texas fright for throwing a good show now when it comes to shenanigans the shenanigans winner is still days of the dead atlanta (laughs) atlanta has the best shenanigans and even though charlotte doesn't quite didn't quite have the shenanigans that days of the dead uh, Atlanta did. Jason did. Oh, Charlotte I would like to find him going, some, but I actually fell asleep early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it had some things going for itself, though. So, once you talk about your experience, because we didn't see each other a whole lot during this trip because we were really busy. What was your experience at Days of the Dead, Charlotte? Extremely well run. I love Days of the Dead shows. I have not had a bad experience yet. Um, the panels were excellent. Dee Snyder, listening to him, was fantastic. Um, he was inspiring and just really fun to listen to. Um, I also got to see the, night, the at least half of the Nightmare on Elm Street Warriors uh, one, and that was really great, too. Um, actually, I have Madison here, too, if she wanted to say anything about either of the panels. She's shaking her head no. <laughs> Yeah, we we had her uh, 16-year-old daughter, Erin. Oh, I'm sorry, 16, my bad. Almost almost 18-year-old daughter, uh, Madison, who had graduated high school the night before in tow. Uh, I had I had a, um, I had participant passes for myself and Aaron Marie and my husband Paul, and then I had a free pass. I won a Days of Dead Atlanta, so I got to bring everybody. So we all got in together, which was awesome. We just had to pay for the room. Yeah, it was a it was really great weekend. I mean, the the panels so, were good. Um, what I got to see of your panel was good too, because one of the panels let out early enough for me to see the last couple of questions on your panel. Um, the, the makeup. It I was pretty funny. Oh, Madison and I did end up going a little late into one of the panels because we decided to stop and watch the Sword Swallower. <laughs> oh yeah, that Captain was and Maybell. They're awesome. Yeah, that was fun. He we swallowed seven swords. <laughs> 
So I like uh, Captain and Maybell. And then, of course, Dee Snyder, thank you, Angela, so much for my birthday present. Because she asked me, she said, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, there's only three people here I want um, pictures with. That's Tony Todd, Dee Snyder, and Ted Ramey. But if I had to pick one, I want Dee Snyder. So not only did she get me that, but she got me the special 20th anniversary edition of Strange Land signed and an 8x10. And when I handed him the items, I said it was my 40th birthday. And he pulled me into this giant hug while singing happy birthday to me and, like, kind of rocking me. So it was, like, the sweetest thing ever. And he talked to us for a good 10 minutes, told us some really great stories. You know, he he really had an interaction. I loved him. Did I tell you what I was doing while I was waiting for you? No. Okay, so um, while I was waiting for you, because you were taking, he was taking a lot of time with you, and I mean that in a good way. Like, I was very happy. And I, so I got tapped by, as, like, a person going, will you take my photo, which is pretty normal, right, in, in one of these things. Yeah. Someone's was like, can you take my picture? So I was like, sure, I turned around. And it was the guy that played Big Daddy tapping me, which kind of freaked me out for a second. Like in the full costume, the guy from like big, big uh, day that you know he's in Land of the Dead. He ha- his his uh, he had someone that was taking a picture with him. Eugene Clark. So they had the camera. So I ended up taking like a whole bunch of photos of them in different poses together with Big Daddy, and that was pretty funny. Yeah, Eugene Clark. He was right there yeah. by, uh, in front of uh, Tony Todd, I think. Yeah, no, he was right, right there. He was, no, he was right next to uh, Robert Hall uh, Hall's table, and right next to D, who was right. Yeah. So he was right. Yeah, you know, I kind of was standing between the two. It was just like, oh, okay. So and he was like, okay, now turn it this way. Now turn it this way. All right. I was like, he goes, oh, these are good. I go, well, I, I, I I've taken. I said, I've done a few of these conventions, and he's like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> oh, oh, you know. So it was cool. It was like pretty funny. Uh, I didn't have a lot of. I didn't like get a single signature at Days of the Dead Charlotte. I didn't meet anybody. I missed the Tony Todd panel. I did make it to the Dream Warriors panel, though I had to leave early. And I do want to say this is one major criticism that I have to say. And as Adolfo or anybody's listening, uh, there's a few things that I will email about, but this one does need to be corrected. Please stop putting the speakers behind the stage. Please stop putting the speakers behind the stage when you have panels. I couldn't hear a thing they were saying. It was echoey, and they kept doing it. When it, when they were in front, like for the classic creatures during the concerts, no problem. I could hear everything. Everything was fine. But everybody, but the, they kept recessing the speakers behind the stage, behind the scrim, and it was echoey. You just don't do that. It's not professional. Uh, you know, uh, so, I mean, granted, there's probably problems with that room that I don't know about or something like that. But, I, I you know, sound is so important. And if you're, you know, and people are paying money to see these people, they should get at least a decent sound for their money. Uh, that's the one thing I, you know, 
Definitely. Other than that, I, I wish and I wish there was more locals that showed up. All the Atlanta people did show up and did their part. We all busted ass. Our my panel was great. Thank you, ladies, once again. Uh, Miss England Simpson told a story during the panel that blew my mind, and I want to repeat it here. Um, <laughs> Aaron, get ready for this. Miss England Simpson is not only she a horror director, uh, filmmaker, she's also a woman of color. So she kind of gets it from both directions. And, you know, while most of other of us were saying that we, we find the obstacles more subtle, she gets in it. The story she told was blatantly awful. So she's emailing some person back and forth about composing for her film, right? Back and forth, back and forth. And they're talking about stuff. And then all of a sudden, the emails change. And the person wrote, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I just found out you're a woman. And then stopped working for her. What? And it's like, yeah. That's just fucked up. What does that have to do with composing? I mean, her name is England, so it's not obvious what gender she is from her email, um, which shouldn't matter because you're getting paid to write a score. It's a fucking score. (laughs) And if you're going... And if you're actually conversing with the person back and forth and you get a sense of who they are and it shouldn't oh. matter what gender they are. No. There was a happy ending to this story. She eventually found someone that scored the movie. The movie did well and then she sent the movie directly to that guy first as a screener. So, yeah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she took this took this terrible thing and made it personal. Now, she told the story way better than I could. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what exactly she said. And I was like, just kind of like, wow. You know, I've heard a lot of things about, you know, people underestimating us or assuming we don't know stuff or fake geek girl bullshit. I get called out and fake geek girl bullshit sometimes because I don't know everything. I know a lot of trivia, but I also sometimes have trouble thinking I, I'll say one name when I'm thinking another like I'll say mm-hmm. P, I'll say Gary Busey when I mean his bro, his son Jake right I'll do that right or you'll uh, say West but, Virginia when you mean Virginia when you're introduced yeah something. exactly <laughs> but you know I often I say it right in my head and it comes out wrong and that really frustrates the crap out of me like I was on JK's show the other day getting previewed for Texas Frightmares and I was thinking Matthew Lillard because I was talking about Texas Frightmares and I kept saying Nathan Fillion because I always had <laughs> Nathan Fillion on the brain somehow right I did correct myself so and I corrected myself on air so but I felt really bad about that but so I do that shit but I still don't think the fake geek girl thing is that warranted because I do know a lot about geek shit. I've been, I was reading Tolkien when you guys were not even born yet. You know, I, was, I, I started reading The Hobbit when I was four years old, my mother. You know, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I, uh, but anyway, I digress. But these women all were amazing. All of them had great stories, all had different experiences. Uh, one of them got their film into Gen Con. Woohoo, Michelle! Congratulations again on that. Three of them are going to be at um, Crimson Screens uh, with their films next weekend in Charleston, South Carolina. 
and it um, and that also includes Mike Lombardo will be there for I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday, and my boy Troy Escamilla, who had Stirring, the slasher film, which played at Texas Frightmares. I finally met Troy uh, for the first time at Texas Frightmares. There's a picture of him on the slideshow, um, and I saw his movie, and it's also up for an award at Crimson Screens. So if you want to do a good time next week, folks, Sam uh, South, Charleston, South Carolina, going to have a fun little indie horror film festival with a lot of the people that were at Days at Charlotte as well as people that were at, Dave, at Texas Frightmare Weekend. So that's really awesome. Um, we had Jezebel Arnett also on my panel and she's an actress. She actually comes, which is rare because usually I have filmmakers, like three of them, believe it or not, were not only filmmakers, but they're festival programmers too, including one that did the Slick Chick Film Festival, and one of them worked on the Women in Horror Festival. That was in September. Uh, Disabella Annette's film Blood River was playing at Days of the Judge Charlotte, and I caught some of that. Uh, so uh, it was really a great panel. Miss um, Sam calls – is going to hate me again. Kolzenik. 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 I can't even say it, guys. That's so embarrassing. Um, she she was the business partner for Vanessa Ionta Wright, who was on my panel at Atlanta and has been on the show a couple of times now. Uh, and she's the business partner for her. So I had her also for Above the Line. And it was great to have, like, A and B with them. You know what I'm saying? I had one half and then the other half. And mm-hmm. so, and Vanessa came to the panel. Thank you, Vanessa, for that. Um, I wish more people came to the panel. I think there was maybe 15 total. I did, like like Erin Marie said, at the last minute, we had this, like, rush at the door. I, the D Snyder panel was opposite mine, which was the biggest mm-hmm. draw at Days of Dead. And so uh, it just they flooded in at the last minute. <laughs> what? What? How many? About maybe you doubled the size of the room, Aaron. You think? Yes, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Came to about uh, thirty thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe at that most. I, uh, the blue panel was in a weird spot. I wish it was actually more prevalent. You had to know it was there to be there. So not everyone knew it existed, uh, and so it needed to be a little bit more noticeable. Um, Though the casket creatures on Friday had their listening party, and their listening party went great, and they sold a bunch of CDs. They actually did – the one – there's um, a lot of issues with David Charlotte. I don't know, Erin Marie, if you've heard about the controversy, because there was – I'm going to be honest. Attendance was down. There wasn't – it was very quiet for – uh, a, a, a horror convention for a mid-sized horror convention. It was very quiet. Um, but well, it was their first show in that city. It is the first show in that city once uh, by Days of the Dead. Uh, Mad Monster Party is three months before, so there's some issues with overlapping. But that's another issue. We it shouldn't ultimately matter, but it did a little bit. But um, but the vendors, every vendor I talked to said they made enough money to make their ta- to pay for their tables and make it worthwhile. So it, the show's going to break even, at least. Uh, it was kind of like what it was like at Scares That Cares that first year, what was a little yeah. quiet, but they made just enough money to continue. And then the second year, it did fantastic. So I don't know what the number final number crunch is going to be for, for uh, Charlotte, but they are planning at this time to have another one. So, and uh, I think the next year we'll see if it, how, how it takes, you know, we've got to get more butts in the seats, they say. 
Yeah, you got to give a show a couple of years before you decide whether or not it'll work in that area. I think it would have helped too if they had one larger guest. East Slider was a pretty good, but a pretty good guest, but not really an anchor guest for a show. Um, there wasn't really a major anchor guest. Some of them that would draw people in. Like that's the problem Mad Mon- the Monster Mania has in New Jersey. Is they have too many anchor guests sometimes. Like they had last time, right? They had Tim Curry and who else was there? You know, the, the list just kept going and going. Like the yeah. You know, too many. You know, it's like the exact opposite problem. Too you know, many cooks. too many people. Too many cooks. Yes, right. Not enough cooks at that uh, Charlotte. Um, but uh, I think with a little bit of reconfiguration of the floor plan, and maybe one more, and and a better sound and an anchor guest, I think it would actually the show could thrive if it wanted to. So I think there's a lot of potential there. I had a great time. I had fun. Uh, saw all the people I wanted to see. Uh, met a bunch of yeah. people I haven't met before. Uh, you know, uh, the shenanigans were sang, decent. Bill Mosley sang a little bit for us, even though you guys missed it. I was really happy yeah. for that. Um, we got to see like Sid Hay. He, uh, he, he was not uh, and Phil Haig was looking a little frail, a little concerned for him, but he's still with Sid Haig and Henri as ever, and that was awesome. Yeah, and we talked even, to though he, even though he looks as fragile as he does, he said he's still filming four movies this year. Yeah, I know, four movies. <laughs> Sid Haig is forever going to, like, he's just not going to stop working. It's so neat that he's got this, like, really big boom at the end of his career like this. It, I, I'm like, it, it's, or I should say twilight of his career, not the end of his career. Uh, you know, and Bill Mosley had just chopped his hair from Three From Hell, so we missed his hairdo by a day, though he did show us a picture. He had this full yeah, beard, and, you know, and it looked awesome, but now he's all crop-topped and looks like a normal person. Uh, Ted Ramey was cool. He talked to us for a few minutes, but I, I you know, I, I, I worship Ted Ramey anyway, so, you know, being near Ted Ramey was always I was actually quite shocked at how small his line was. Like, it was barely there <laughs> um, some of the weekends, which made me sad because I definitely would have, like, purchased something if I had money of my own. I mean, I would have you know, been a hard. I already had his signature, uh, and I actually, I, I, I'm kicking myself because I have a brand new rock candy doll of Elvira that's just absolutely gorgeous, and I really wanted to get her to sign it, and I forgot to bring my doll with me. Uh, so uh, that was one of the signatures I wanted, and I, you know, even though I already have her signature and I have her 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 vinyl record of her theme signed and I and I have the photo op, her last Elvira photo op she ever did I have that I was you know I have everything Elvira you could possibly want minus going to see the live show like Aaron Kogan got to do which is awesome um, oh, so but. Good. I still want more signatures from Elvira. You can't have enough <laughs> Elvira in my life because Andrew Peterson's awesome. And I have noticed that she's actually hitting the horror con circuit pretty hard. So look for her, mm-hmm. ladies and gentle witches, um, if you want to meet her. She's no longer doing Elvira, but 
it doesn't matter. Cassandra Peterson is amazing, Elvira or not. It's friggin' Cassandra Peterson. Uh, though I yep. think once I think Nathan's right. I would love to see Cassandra Peterson do Elvira without the wig, just once with her natural red hair to see what it would look like. Mm. Yeah, and I think cool. it would look. I think it would look amazing, don't you, Erin? Yeah. Right, you can answer that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, because she has amazing hair, like the most amazing red hair. So that's basically. I wish, like I said, I wish there was more people at Days of Dead Charlotte. But like I said, I had a good time. The the hotel tells strange. It thinks it's New York City, and it, and even though it's not, like it, it feels like a New York, like a mini New York hotel. It's very very weird. Um, I watched the game and we won. Yay! Um, oh no, did we win? No, we lost. We fucking lost that game, and it was sad. I've been catching all the hockey games at the conventions. I find it hysterical. Because, uh, you know, the the, the, sharp, the, the, the the Cavs aren't supposed to be in that playoff still. They're supposed to be done. So I'm like, ah, every time I want to do something, I'm doing something important. So um, so anyway, I really, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Aaron Marie, about uh, Days of the Dead? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, I, I I had some really great experiences. I got Madison to talk to a couple of people I wanted her to, like, talk to from, you know, um, Bill Mosley and Ted Ramey said, hey, God, didn't get to talk to Tony Todd again, but I figure I'll catch him at Scares the Care. And, yeah. of course, he's I'm, there, so I'm cool. Is he at Scares the Cares? Is he at Scares the Cares? Yeah, Tony Todd is. Tony Todd is scheduled for Scarce Oh, good. So I will get to see his panel because I was aiming for his panel, and the drive yeah. down was just pretty hell. Uh, didn't see a tornado, but I saw rotation, and that was fun. Uh, you know, mm. and it was pouring rain, and traffic was bad mm. all the way down. Um, it was pouring down rain the first day we were there and the first half of Saturday, and then it got really hot for a while. Um you know, and then it kind of mellowed out again. So now the weather's still crappy here in DC. We're just it's just pouring here. It's just awful. But um and I like the rain usually. Um so yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I know there's some controversy and I know some people are actually uh are uh, are bringing up the low crowds at the show. Uh I, I think that it's a possible surmountable issue issue with a little bit of work and a little bit of tweaking uh but other than that i think it was the show the venue itself is comfortable uh and i i would you know it's a good fit so well hopefully things will work out one way or another um you know uh, texas frightmares uh, like i said as a run show i think it's a model for the rest of these shows i i was kind of in shock how good it was when it comes to actually being run, like how it ran, it ran like a friggin' top for the most part, but every show has its own flavor. And that's also something that people have to remember. And maybe one of the things that Charlotte needs to do is find its own voice. You know, Atlanta has a propensity towards makeup effects and costuming. So they have a really big costume and makeup effects, you know, contest. And it's pretty friggin' serious. And they did do it in Charlotte, but Charlotte doesn't necessarily have the, um, you know, the rep for it. But it is a really big town for science fiction and comic books, and uh, and it has a really good film festival of its own right. So there is a there is an audience there. There's absolutely an audience there. 
So. Well, that's one of the things Mad Monster Party does. The year I went to Mad Monster Party at that same hotel, they had, um, like, uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek and uh, a couple of other um, science fiction. That was the one for me because I got to talk to her when she was checking into the hotel. She was adorable. But, uh, you know, they they add just a few pop culture things in to draw the, the sharp well, see, there's their anchor guest, right? There's my example. They have Michelle Nichols. She's an anchor guest. She brings people in. Uh, you know, you, you you need someone like that. You know, uh, you know. It always surprises me because you think Kane Hodder would no longer be an anchor guest because he does all of these things. But anytime Kane Hodder does a show, he always has lines. Kane Hodder was not at this show. This is the first days of the Dead show I've been to where he hasn't been. Uh, matter of fact, it might be the first show that I've been to where he hasn't been, except Chiller, which I think is funny because I think I've actually we've been I've been to Scares That Cares with him. I've been to Mad Monster Party, with, I mean uh, Monster Mania with him, and he was at Texas Fright Nights. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's actually kind of amazing. Like Kane Hodder oh, yeah. and I have been in the same nine, space nine times this whole out of time. ten. If you go to a convention, Kane Hodder will be there too. <laughs> yeah, and if Kane Hodder is usually there, Bill Mosley and Sid Haig are often there. And this time, just Bill Mosley and Sid Haig, and Kane wasn't there. Though there was other, uh, 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 was Friday Thirteenth. Jason's there. Uh, Derek Mears, the big dude from the new one, and uh, C.J. Graham, of course, was there. Uh, so, or so, oh, I'm sorry, was it Steven Graham or Steven Dash? Derek Mears. Steven Dash. Derek Mears. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Steven Dash who was Derek there. Derek Mears usually has a really pretty good crowd, which I'm really surprised about, he, too. He had a decent line, actually. His line was pretty full the entire time. The biggest lines were these. The his, thing is, uh, Derek Mears is so Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, he's so so Aaron um Aaron Cogan, uh before we move onwards cuz our final calling guest is going to be calling in in 5 minutes. I wanted to I I I'm not going to say anything more about Days of the Dead cuz I think that, you know, was, people know how much I love and always will be devoted to Adolfo for giving us our first press pass and treating us like a legit uh press source and and it's launched us into a, an adventure that is continuing. So I'm always going to have a little bit of brand loyalty to Days of the Dead. I'll be amused. But at the same time, I'm totally willing to understand that there's some things that need to be tweaked, and I'm willing to, you know, help with make it positive criticism, not just the, mm-hmm. the crapping on it that some people have been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I want everyone to. I want everyone to succeed. I want all the horror conventions to succeed because at some point horror conventions are going to peak out. So we should enjoy this while we have it, and we should not be fighting amongst each other at all. So, so before we do, and speaking of fighting each other, because you know every time I mention something about San Diego Comic Con, I just get these stares of "fuck you" from Aaron, from my husband, from other people. Um, uh, I asked you to go and do some research and talk about the um, – give us a, a, a quick – because we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con pretty much briefly for the entire Sexy Witches until we go. So oh, yeah. they have started announcing the outdoor events 
at San Diego Comic-Con. The uh, satellite yeah. events and the official outdoor floor plan of, of the outdoor vending area, which is huge, yeah. by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, so Big once changes. you give a brief cap, yeah, give some caps on that. Tell us, preview, preview what are you learning? What, have, what kind of things are happening? Sure. Well, first off, uh, we are under the 60-day mark. Um, we are now at 56 days, 22 hours, 52 minutes, and 10 seconds now. Not that I'm obsessing or anything. Um, in the past, uh, they've done off-sites um, gradually getting bigger and bigger until they really became uh, as big and as covered as stuff inside the convention hall uh, this past year, I would say. Uh, uh, HBO had some pretty amazing stuff with Westworld. And with Game of Thrones, uh, there was a really nice one for Blade Runner uh, 2024. And Sci-Fi Channel had some fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, some big changes this time around uh, where a lot of stuff was happening off-site was this parking lot across from Petco Park, the, uh, the home of the Padres. Go, go, Halos. Um, or, I'm sorry, uh <laughs> Taylors are angels, aren't they? Uh, go Potters. Um, this company has taken over that spot, and instead of being kind of piecemeal with food trucks and different companies, uh, entertainment properties coming in and doing their thing, it's all going to be planned out in advance. And their focus is on bringing in the locals who probably uh, didn't get tickets in the 15 frickin' minutes they were available uh, before they sold out, and they want to make it like nerd Mardi Gras for the locals. They're saying that those of us with badges to the convention will get priority, so we'll go first, which is nice. Uh, but from what I've read, the focus is on getting things started when Comic-Con ends when the convention floor ends of course comic-con never really ends uh things going on all night long off-site parties and everything else but i i think that's probably the biggest thing as far as off-sites go this time around uh we are getting more and more information on individual events you uh mentioned uh crazy ex-girlfriend is going to do a thing kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000 did with uh, Look Out for Snakes, and that could potentially be a lot of fun. Uh, Conan, Conan O'Brien is back again, as always. Uh, he, he's got great guests, just the creme de la creme, because he does a show from San Diego, from, from downtown, and that's a lot of fun. A lot of uh, blog podcasters, uh, doing their thing down there. Um, Doug Benson, the stand-up comedian who does Doug Loves Movies, is doing his thing down there. Kevin Smith has multiple things. He's got Fat Man on Batman. He's got Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And uh, you know, what's the other one? Uh, Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman, who uh, does the entertainment, or used to do the entertainment thing for uh, K-Rock. The, the Los Angeles station that I love. 
a couple things coming up um, merchandise-wise. The Rickmobile for Rick and Morty is going to be down there. Uh, not Bandai. Um, gosh darn it. The, the company that does... Mean, I'm sorry? You mean uh, the, the Power Rangers company? Sabian? Because um, I know they're going to have a huge... Yeah, they're they're doing a touring thing, and I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be the start of something new, like uh, the Rickmobile, which is, you know, just crazy lines everywhere it frickin' goes, uh, which is actually pretty smart if that's what they're doing, because they can specifically target the people that love their stuff. They're going to have uh, uh, Pacific Rim stuff, uh, but the main focus, it's, it's Tamahashi Nations. Tamahashi Nations and their big thing is Dragon Ball. And this is their Dragon Ball North American Tour. And it's oh, it Dragon Ball. Okay. So there yeah, yeah. I know that there's so there you go. there's a bunch of stuff going on with Power Rangers there because of the anniversary. That's why I was exactly thinking it was right. that is Saban. Um there's also I, I'm about to bring on my guest here in a minute, but there's also uh Game of Thrones, uh the, the guy who plays Hodor is going to possibly be spinning a show. Yes he will. Uh Para- Paramore and Foster the People are playing a concert, which is kind of crazy. And I love uh, Foster Miss- the People, so I will be there for sure. Her Universe is doing uh, their Geek Couture fashion show. Which is free. Uh, so I am yep. so going to that. Um, and uh, we also have, uh, is it, I think, is it the Aquabats playing? It might be the Aquabats are playing. I haven't heard. Uh, they, they, have, usually- they have played previously. Um, the Suicide yeah, Girls I've heard rumor are doing a special burlesque, uh, and this one is specifically uh, nerd-themed, so that could be kind of fun. Um, let's see, we talked about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Live. Oh, here's one for you. Uh, Galactic Empire. Uh, they do, it's, it's a band, and they're dressed like uh, Stormtrooper, uh, Darth Maul, Boba Fett, and uh, an Imperial Guard, and they do classic Star Wars, John Williams music from the films, heavy metal. So hey, that I, might be something I've that we have to check seen, out. Oh wait a minute! I've totally seen them. I, I've totally Galactic seen them Empire? On, on YouTube. Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen I've seen videos. Uh, all right, the videos are fine. Okay. It's like yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I, I have I'm, seen those. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen them. But, you know, it's cool. So there's lots of stuff to do, and we're still trying to figure out our itinerary, and we'll do that soon. But it, once again, it's San Diego. It's Los Angeles. There's so much mm-hmm. to do. And on the 18th, yep. there was three separate things happening. Uh, one of them, which was my friend Das Alcamando out of San Diego, she was hosting a screening of the, the anniversary of Chucky with Tom Holland in in a present in, in attendance for free, which was sounded really cool. But even weirder and even cooler was my boy uh, Stephen Barrow, he of Unearthed Films, and I had him on the show to preview a Serbian film screening that happened. The first time the theatrical uncut theatrical screening in the United States, plus a panel, plus the auction of the props. So they put the props on display, 
And then they went up for eBay, and that baby last check was going for $6,000 from a Serbian yeah. film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. People really want that baby. But anyway, so um, there was a wonderful person named Timothy Blins. First of all, thank you, Erin Kogan, for uh, uh, introducing me to her. I really oh, appreciate yeah. it. And she is, I believe she was or is part of Morbidly Beautiful, which is a web page. Uh, so Please welcome to the show, and she was at the, she's going to talk about the Serbian film screening. Uh, please welcome to the show, Miss Tiffany Blanc. You're on with the Ooh. Sexy Witches. Thank you for calling. Hi. Hello. And yes, I do, uh, I do social media for Barbly Beautiful. That is correct. Oh, good. I was right. Yay. <laughs> I was worried that I was wrong about that. I just discovered that today. I didn't actually know, believe it or not. So I, but now I do. Oh, so yay. So you work. So morbidly beautiful. Go check out her stuff. So please, you, not only did were you at the screening, you helped set up the auction. You said uh, in the exhibit. I did. I did. And and you met the director in person. So please tell me how this screening went from the beginning and how did it read to an audience? Even though I think this audience might have been a little bit biased, but I'd still like to know how it read to an audience. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um, I did get in early on Thursday, so I had about an hour and a half to kill before I had to check into my, my Airbnb. So I called Stephen to see if he needed help, which he did. So I went down to um, the gallery and put together some mannequins, dressed them in some of the costumes uh, from the movie, which was really cool, um, put together some tables it was really just in the beginning stages. So it was a lot of unwrapping of, you know, the shadow boxes and boxes that were holding the heads. And some of it was set up, which was really cool. Uh, and then Zarjan, the director came uh, to help set up because they were trying to figure out, because they showed the movie at the gallery as well and played the soundtrack um, during the VIP party. So that was cool. I got to meet him the day before and, um, he was going through the costumes and we were trying to figure out like which way the shirt went because um, on the, the female mat mannequin and it was cool to watch them try to like figure out the setup and all of that. So that was really neat. Um, and then I had to leave. So then on Friday was the screening. Um, I got there about a half an hour before the doors opened and Steven and Zarjan and Helena, the actress, uh, that played Milos's wife, Maria, are just chilling outside, um, mingling with guests and, you know, talking to the people in the line. Um, they let us all in. We all got um, the limited edition exhibition posters handed out to us as we were coming in. Um, it was really cool uh, seeing people come in, like Joe Lynch was hanging out in the lobby, uh, Jessica Cameron, um, Heather Dorf, Eric Elick, they do a lot of indie uh, films, and Eric does a lot of music. And um, people just, uh, because they're filming for the documentary that Steven's doing as well on a Serbian film. So they had cameras rolling and interviews going and uh, things like that. Um, the screening started at exactly 7.30. Um, 4K restoration, the picture and the music like the sound was just incredible. Um, I was just so impressed. And this is the first time I've seen it uncut. So that was something to witness as well. Uh, I guess a lot. there were some people that walked out. I sat in the lower section, so I didn't, nobody in front of me walked out. So I'm not really sure how many people actually did. 
Um, but there were a lot of people there that I know it was their first viewing, so that's kind of cool too, uh, to hear their reactions after the film. And then How uh, they did the Q&A. I'm sorry? I was going to say, well, go ahead. I, I'm really curious how their reaction is, but go ahead. Finish talk about Keep going. Oh, so immediately after the film, they set up in the front a Q&A. Um, I posted some vi- uh, a video of it on my Facebook, and then um, I have a couple other ones that I've been saving to see if we're really beautiful when use them. If not, then I'll just uh, post them online. It was just uh, people asking questions, you know, what made you make this? What's, you know, the metaphor behind it? Because that's always been something I've read about, and then to hear him confirm that, um, and really just you know, what was it like trying to show the film when it first came out? Because different film festivals would make them cut so much or um, wouldn't show it at all. And uh, Joe Lynch was actually, I got the whole video of it. He was asking about, I forget what film festival it was. It wasn't in the U.S. And they asked them to cut, I want to say like four minutes of it and they said no sorry yeah exactly um sergeant said no sorry i'm not going to and they didn't film it or they didn't show it and they just went about their way they're like no sorry so that was kind of interesting that he's at some point he was like no i'm not cutting you know that much out of it so i don't know if you've seen it there's a lot that can be cut but it still takes away from the story i think personally um, and then after the Q&A, it was about an hour wait time, half an hour or so wait time to get um, for the VIP party to start. And that was really uh, a chance for uh, if you wanted to have your item signed, they had copies of the storyboard on uh, for sale um, for him to sign, limited edition posters. Uh, Stephen had a table of unearthed items sell- to sell. They had free wine and free beer. Um, it was just people mingling, talking about the film, talking about their reactions, um, looking at the items that were are going to be going up for auction. Some of the items were actually from Zarjan's personal collection, so there are some things that were there that will not be in the auction. Um, and listening to the soundtrack, the, the uh, movie was playing in the background and the door was open, so it was kind of cool seeing just random people walk by and look inside and then just keep on walking. Um, so that was mm-hmm. kind of funny, too. <laughs> you know, and there was a concert that let out next door, so we were kind of waiting to see how many people would filter in. Um, but it was—I've never been to um, an event quite like this, so it was actually kind of cool to experience something like this. I've never been to a gallery like that. I've never, you know, I've, I mean, I've seen props, but just so many in one place, and so many like just after having after just watched the movie, it was incredible. So how did it read to first-timers? I know one of my friends, or no, two of them actually had to walk out. It was just too much for them. They knew it was going to be brutal, and they knew it was going to be, you know, bloody and violent, but they didn't quite expect a lot of it. So I know two of them walked out. Um, Another one that had flown down from San Francisco uh, loved it, thought it was great. So... There were definitely from both, you know, both ends there on reactions. Some people hated it, and some people were just like, yes, this is my stuff. Okay. We're not going to go into the details of the scene because we all know what the scene is. 
was the what was the audience immediate emotional reaction to that scene? Was it quiet? Was it shocked? Was it loud? What how, how did the audience react to that? I'm sure some walked I out. To, I'm sure some did. Um, I have to say it was pretty quiet. Uh, there's um, right after that scene, Milos storms out of the office, and there's a um, the director screams something at him, so people in the audience screamed it as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I have to say that it was pretty quiet. Um, I I don't know how it's never been released in the U.S. It's available on YouTube that scene, so I don't know how many people have actually seen it. But I have to say that people were generally just so enthralled with the movie. I don't remember hearing a lot of talking at all, really. Well, it sounds like it was quite a screening, and I'm really, really glad you could call in and give us a recap of that because, I mean, I had when I heard it was happening, I had to have, like, like somebody talk about it because I was like, oh, my God, they're going to actually show this thing to an audience. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so. So you you are a part of history, my dear, and that's fantastic. So and you came across pretty satisfied with your experience. Oh, absolutely, and I'm so grateful that I was able to go. Um, Stephen told me that he thinks I was the first person to buy tickets, and I told him I said I've been waiting for that link to go live. I've been checking it every 30 minutes because I knew you were doing it today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised if I was the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was awesome, and thank you, Ms. Glenn, for coming on the show. And once again, if they want to find you on the interwebs, how can they find you? Uh, I do social media for morbidlybeautiful.com. It's Morbidly Beautiful on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well. So that's where I do most of my work. I just set it up and, and share everything all of our amazing writers do. And Morbidly Beautiful is out of L.A. like as well? No, uh, it's based in Austin, Texas. Oh, it's based in Austin. Excellent. So, yes, uh, the editor-in-chief every... is from Austin. Cool. All, all, all roads lead to Austin in some ways or to L.A., one of those places, right? So, right. Uh, right. Quite, a, quite a bit of overlap, for that matter. Uh, so, Thank you, Miss Tiffany, for coming on the show, and you're welcome to call in at any time if you just want to dish whatever we're talking about. Because uh, okay, are you awesome. going to San Diego Comic Con? I am not. I live in Phoenix, so for me to travel uh, to California, I I have been doing it a lot lately, but it's quite a trip for me. So mm. I am. Well, maybe, maybe I'll send you to Days of the Dead Phoenix for us. That would be awesome. We haven't had one here yet, yeah. but that would be awesome. Uh, I believe there's a Phoenix show coming up, actually. There's a Mad Monster. We have that every year. Yeah, that is not Days of Dead. It's Mad Monster. Sometimes I get confused. Yeah. I thought Days of Yeah, Mad Monster. But, yeah, they can cover, call in and cover that show for us because we don't get down to Arizona as much as we'd like to. Yeah, absolutely. I will be there all weekend, so. Fabulous. So. Great. Thank you for calling and, and call oh, back you're so anytime. Welcome. You're going to – no Great. problem. Much love. Good night. Thank you. All right. Bye. So, thank Bye. So that was Miss Tiffany Blam, the web media con- – um, uh, the media uh, – what do you call it? What she said? She was social 
social media coordinator for Morbidly Beautiful. And yep. uh, she went to L.A. and watched the Serbian film and was the first person to buy tickets, apparently. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So you have a large group of eclectic friends, my dear. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So uh, we're going to go for the night, but do you have any final things you want to say, Erin, we should talk about right before we lose or any big news other than hooray that Rick and Morty has 70 new episodes heading our way? Unprecedented in animation. That's never happened before. Yeah, Very exciting. 70. Um, seven seasons we... worth of Yeah. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and I might actually get a chance to speak to one of the writers this weekend at a Zine Fest up in L.A., so keep your fingers crossed. Uh, oh, hell see. yeah. We, and then they'll get a blast we, for the sexy witches. Just have them do yeah, a yeah. blast. That would be, like, enough. Not even an interview. Just a blast would be great. Sure, oh we can do okay. that. No doubt. Um, let's see. We learned this week that this is going to be the last season for Gotham, and uh, we yep. learned that it's going to be based on Batman Year One. So that's kind of exciting. Um, we learned that Netflix is, I'm sorry, not Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime is going to be showing Babylon 5. And, and they that saved might the be, Expanse. Yes, and they saved the Expanse, which is very exciting. But I was going to say um, the Babylon 5 thing might be good for uh, repro nerds. I, I don't know if you all have seen I, all of them. I haven't. I've only caught a couple of them, so I'm really behind. I've seen season one, and then I think I saw season three to five. I think there's five seasons of Babylon. Is that right? I saw the very first season, and I saw the one where they go to the the war started, where billions of people Mm. died, and I saw it from to the end of the to the end of the series. But there is like a season or two where I'm missing. So maybe Babylon 5 might be a good choice. We'll have to see yeah. if I've seen it or not. Um, so, yeah, good choice. Good choice. Um, yeah. I also think anything good. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend announced it's going to have its final season uh, next yeah. year. Um, there's actually a bunch of shows, like good shows, that got killed. Uh, Inhumans got killed. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although, honestly, uh, Marvel else? stepped away from that so fucking fast. I, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the geek sphere was like, wait, it wasn't canceled before? You, you guys have been doing nothing with this. It wasn't actually, no, you guys are just fucking with us. Yeah. Uh, the uh, other big the, news the, that, the new... that we, didn't, Go ahead. we didn't talk about is uh, comic book movies uh, ruling everything. Uh, they're, they're fucking Godzilla, and you better get out of the way. Because it's and... just one after another. The biggest thing fucking ever is Black Panther. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say the biggest thing ever is Infinity War. Infinity oh, I'm sorry. Wars. I meant to say Deadpool 2. Comic books rule, <laughs> motherfucker. Deal with it. I guess I guess so. I guess so. Um, oh, um, Lucifer canceled. Yeah. So Although, that's another game. Uh, I'm not there is exactly the hashtag, upset about Lucifer, it. But... You know, and Neil Gaiman's find it, so... That's Fingers true. crossed, maybe, maybe. Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine was canceled, which NBC yeah, saved, yeah, and which up, is kind of. Kicked, kicked so up in less than that's pretty hours. funny. Everyone, yeah, no, everyone uh, jumped out really, in support of that. Guillermo del Toro, was, Lin Manuel, everyone just said, "No, there's no way we're going to let this go." Boom. 
nope, not at all. So, so there's all that going on. So there's a lot. TV is moving around, doing its thing, you know. Um, Have you but, watched uh, any yeah, Legion? So that, I watch. Uh, I'm still behind, but yeah, I've been watching Legion uh, when uh, I get it in. Such a good uh, se- season this year. Such a good season right now. Yeah, I'm still oh. not in season two yet. Have you been watching The Terror? No, AMC's I the terror. It's, Everyone, it's horror. But what, so, yeah, you spooky, should give it a look. Spooky cold um, coat, right? Spooky cold coat. That's what that's my wife calls it. My wife called it. <laughs> scary cold boat, because you can't cold. remember the name yeah. of the ship, which scary is the terror. Um, scary cold boat, yeah. which I kind of actually like better. Uh, there's a great article, which I will post on the Sexy Witches page uh, from uh, TV Guide, which actually Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, retweeted, and that's how I I saw it first. But um, it talks about all the different elements of horror that they're using effectively in the show. And uh, the thing that I I really admire, besides the acting, which is just top-notch, is they don't dumb it down. They keep all the lingo and all all the the Victorian uh, phrases and words, and sometimes one will fly over my head. I have to go, all right, I'm going back, and I'm going to look that up later. But, uh, oh, it's it's just really smart, really good, and depressing. <laughs> or you give it a look-see. So um, we got an official release date for the Disney, War- Disney Star Wars Expansion Land opening uh, next yes, summer, we- officially. So that's we official have a, now. So a hard we'll day. have to do an episode specifically on that. Yeah, and you know and, at, at yeah. uh, the the first Star Wars night Disneyland After Dark, they actually did a little presentation that was basically a rehash of what D23 Expo, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty good to watch. It's still cool. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to say about the terror. Real... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I I, I was gonna say I was gonna go back to the terror just for a second and say anytime you hire Sierra and Hines to be in anything, it's worth it. Oh yeah, right there. Absolutely. Yeah, so anyway, keep so keep going. Go ahead. Oh Go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say I, I attended the very first Disney After Dark Star Wars night, which Disneyland very cleverly uh, did uh, on the third of May, so that at midnight we could all turn to our friends and say, "May the fourth be with you," because you know we're all geeks. But uh, the event itself was lackluster, to say the least. Uh, they had some cool things, uh, a DJ spinning. Uh, they did a little uh, parade with Captain Phaseman, a, a little phalanx of uh, New Order troopers. The new merchandise that came out was really disappointing. Uh, being a pin collector, as you know, I was expecting you know a freaking box set or something, and it was two pretty lame pins. And on top of that, most of the evening was spent with my fellow pin traders standing in line waiting for this when they easily could have given us numbers and had us come back. So that was grossly disappointing. And then there were a bunch of photo opportunities, and they brought back Hyperspace Mountain for the night, and they're extending it, I think they said, uh, for another couple weeks, and then it's going away. (laughs) Well, it sounds like 
it's but it's still got a year till that goes, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yep. We will have you. We will have you when you get more information on our adventures in San Diego. Definitely let us know, and uh, you know, because we're getting ready for that. Got to do our our con push-ups. Get ready, because oh, yeah. that's that. You know, you have to train for San Diego Comic Con. You have to stretch. <laughs> you, you know, you got to be absolutely ready for it. So we will be hopefully. <laughs> and absolutely. Uh, I just got it. I, I'm on air right now, and I just got a note from Richard Tanner from Days of the Dead, Charlotte, and, uh, well, he's Atlanta, he's Atlanta boy, uh, but you know, he uh, was up there, too. And he said, it was great to see you again, by the way. Nice to meet your husband as well. Sorry I was so out of it. I slept all of five hours that weekend. Well, that's very much what happens at cover conventions. Lack of sleep, sleep's an option. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we, I'm not sure what day we're coming back, Aaron. Uh, we will be either back on air on the, uh, it'll either be the 5th or the 12th, uh, maybe because of Taeyong guests. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to kind of play, we're going to play it by ear. June's going to be a light month. I might even only do one episode okay. in June. Because in July, we're going to do two episodes. One is going to be a preview show, and then we, you and I are going to do a whole episode to San Diego Comic-Con together. And that'll be the right first on. Tuesday after San Diego Comic-Con. It'll be you and I doing the recap show. And the Sexy Witches can come on or not. It's up to them. Uh, but <laughs> that's still in July. We still have a long ways off. I'm leaving you tonight with a very silly song because um, I had something terrible happen. Uh, my um, my uh, external hard drive with my entire MP3 collection is broken. <laughs> And is, I cannot get my music out. So I have oh. only what survived on my phone right now and and anything that I have backed up to my regular computer, which isn't much because guess what? I just did a backup. Uh, oh. so, uh, yeah, and I hadn't actually Brutal. done the back. You know, I, have, I, I have a new terabyte hard drive, which I was about to upload, two terabytes actually, about to upload everything to guess what didn't happen in time so uh, so i'm going to leave my OU tonight with uh, tommy tune tones and i'm a little weenie looking for a bun uh and we'll be back in june so thank you aaron for coming on the show and thank you aaron marie she had to leave a little bit early because you know get better her throat's still in happy birthday again aaron marie 40th birthday 40th birthday um <laughs> Timothy Blem, thank you for coming on the show and <clears throat> talking about a Serbian film, which is literally going to be a once-in-a-lifetime type uh, event because they're not going to do anything like that again, especially with the exhibit. And, of course, Tommy for calling in, as always. And you can find us on, on Block Talk and Spreaker now. Spreaker is something to do with um, Siri and Androids and stuff. I don't know. Oh. I'm on Spreaker now. Uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are not sold, <laughs> and Black Talk, of course. Um, and uh, we'll be back. In the meantime, have a, uh, have a little weenie looking for a bun, and uh, good film hunting, and blessed be. Good night, everybody. I'm a little weenie looking for a bun, just a teeny weeny itty bitty one. If I keep a cooking, I'll be overdone. Pick 
pickle and onion. Hot dog in the pot of boiling, getting soaking wet. Hope they know I'm in here, hope they don't forget. I'm a little frankfurt to wait and to be yet. Pickle and onion, hot dog, there's mustard on the table. And a bottle of Piccalilly But I can't find a bun To make a hot dog I've even got chili All the other weenies Had a lot of fun Making up a hot dog Every single one I'm a little weenie Looking for a bun Pickle and onion Hot dog in association with the Sexy Witches Presents. Repomerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure, restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. A live, interactive experience, Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, with your host, writer, token Tom Clark, and the head haunt dress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. <laughs> 